Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast, featuring Ted Ings and his distinguished guests. Each week, you'll gain valuable insights to level up your game in retail automotive's fixed operations. This episode is brought to you by BG Products, partners beyond products. And now, here's Ted Ames. Welcome back to the 80s at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. It is a great honor to welcome Tim Harden, the Global Senior Vice President of Epicor. First time here at the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Tim, welcome to the conference. Great to be here, Ted. I'm certainly excited about spending the time with you today. Tim, we have heard a lot of good things about you and about Epicor when we made the initial announcement a little while back. Uh, Epicor is a huge name uh, in our industry. It has a long and rich history. So if you don't mind, um, for the first time, tell us a little bit about Epicor uh, and yourself and your role within the company. Well, Epicor has been in business for close to 50 years now, and uh, we operate in a number of different verticals. Uh, we'll talk specifically about automotive here shortly, but we've worked in partnership with businesses for, like I said, almost 50 years, providing market intelligence, manufacturing, distribution, and retail solutions, and vehicle parts, tire, service data, and information that helps keep vehicles and fleets on the road every day. Uh, and if you think about just the customers that we serve, now we'll talk again about automotive uh, shortly, but they're household names. They're, they're, they're individuals and businesses that you would think of that are on your street corner, like Ace Hardware, uh, organizations that you might think of like Napa, uh, organizations you may think of like dealer groups. Uh, those that are represented here are organizations that we serve at Epicor, and we're about a $1.1 billion organization, uh, and we operate in what we call the make, move, sell economy, uh, and within automotive, we serve manufacturers, those that distribute the parts, and then those that sell them at the retail level. There were a lot of people who reached out to me when they saw that you were speaking here who know you, uh, Tim, and know of you and had a lot of uh, accolades. Epicor obviously has a very rich heritage uh, and you mentioned automotive as being one of those key verticals. But for a lot of folks watching today, um, I'm going to guess that you're comparatively new to that dealer franchise space. Would that be correct? That, that's accurate. Uh, I think with Epicor, Epicor grew up in the automotive segment in the aftermarket. Uh, and this, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on the things that are obvious, but if you, if you rewind the clock back to the 80s, which is what we're focusing on here as a theme, uh, back in the 80s, everybody had these big... Uh, parts catalogs that operated um, their their organizations when they had to go through and look into the catalog to determine whether they had a part on hand or not. Uh, Epicor was a pioneer in taking all of that information and putting it into a digital format. As a matter of fact, I watched one of the commercials uh, from the 80s the other day that they had put together for their LaserCat uh, DVD that was used, or CD at that time, that was used to drive electronic parts catalog. Uh, and it was it's a little cringy. Uh, to be honest with you. But when you look at that, that's really where Epicor started, grew that business up over 40 to 50 years. And now what we're seeing is an increased demand from, from the franchise dealer space as, as, our, as our clients and our prospects begin to look at the ownership of the entire life cycle of the vehicle. As vehicles continue to get older and people start thinking about keeping them longer, then your ability to service those vehicles is becoming more and more important uh, and we're seeing more demand in the franchise dealer space. And so we've begun to pivot somewhat 
uh, and move into that space simply because of the demand to the market, not sim- not because we woke up one morning and decided, let's let's go talk to franchise dealers. We're actually being pulled that direction by the market. Tim, you've got a lot of strengths, okay, out there uh, in being the size company that you are. Um, how can those strengths, you mentioned uh, aftermarket, after sales, how can that bring value to the, the franchise dealers uh, who are here at the Roundtable? Well, I think we're at an inflection point in, in the industry. And uh, I joined Epicor about three years ago and coming into the market, I came out of the franchise dealer space from a technology perspective. So I spent a good part of my time with uh, partners that we're developing in the franchise dealer space, like CDK Global with Brian and his team, uh, and with Reynolds and with Cox Automotive and with Techion and the others that are out there servicing dealers. So we understand those partnerships are important because of the way you have to structure the data flow within, within the dealership. So we're focused there, but I think that the strength we bring is really around the information and the data that's what's available to service any make, any model of a vehicle. Uh, and in today's world, it can be, it can be difficult for dealers to understand what's available from a parts perspective to be efficient to get that part onto a vehicle that's on the lift. So from our perspective, our North Star is to have any part available for any vehicle within 30 minutes of the time it goes up on a lift within any zip code. Uh, that's really the North Star that we sail to at Epicor. And we believe that foundational element that we have in our electronic parts catalog gives us an opportunity to do that. And we've married that with a couple of tools on the AI platform that we have developed that allows us to really get into preventative and predictive maintenance and understand what the inventories are across North America to ensure that we can get the right part to the right place at the right time. Now, those are a lot of words, but ultimately what it means is we're trying to make it easier for dealers to understand what parts availability is in their area. Uh, Because if we can do that, and they can allow the technology to focus on that for them, then they don't necessarily have to have people doing that all the time. You know, Tim, we're in an interesting time in our in our industry. It's a it's a fascinating time. Uh, yet we've gone through the last couple of years very resilient. The automotive uh, dealers have come out really, um, you know, and, and showed how um, you know innovative they are. Talk to us a little bit, you know, because parts availability has been one of those things. You know, we've heard on uh, a lot about, you know, not having the parts and so on and so forth. You've got this amazing uh, parts catalog, uh, catalog electronically online. Uh, what are some of your thoughts there and how that could help benefit our, our dealers? Well, we, we certainly have seen and uh, talked about some of the verticals that we serve, manufacturing, hardware, distribution. These are the tried and true make, move, sell economies in, um, in North America and globally for Epicor. And what we've seen over the last few years, we, we've experienced the same thing that everybody else has. So it's not as if Epicor is unique. We just happen to be at a unique position. There's been disruption in the supply chain. So understanding where to get a part, how to get it, how to get it to the dealership, and how to get it to your technician uh, has become super, super critical. Um, it, it's not unusual for me to have a conversation uh, with an executive with one of our distributors. And frankly, they've, they've had trouble just getting parts into the warehouse or finding people to work in the warehouse. So I think that that disruption in the supply chain, if you if you have the data available and the information that, that gives you a view across the entire market, then you're able to identify those gaps and pinpoint the areas where you can supplement somebody's inventory and make sure that it's optimized. So we believe that that foundation of the, of the parts catalog and that information that comes in from hundreds of suppliers uh, around uh, the globe 
gives us an advantage in the marketplace to be able to tell people where they can find the right part for the right vehicle. A very interesting time, a changing time in our market. I believe I've heard you refer to it as owning every parts, tire, and service opportunity, regardless of make, model, or year. Tim, why do you think uh, right now is the time for dealers to invest in a in that broader market? Well, look, this, this isn't something new. Uh, and Ted, you've known this for a, a long time, uh, as, as many of the people that uh, are listening today do, that understanding how you can service a vehicle and, and owning as much of that vehicle experience as you can for your customers is, is something that every, I think every dealer aspires to. It's, it's hard to stay focused on that. Uh, staying focused on customer pay can be exceptionally difficult, uh, especially when there's so much change going on in this market today. But the reality is 70% of customer pay business today is controlled by non-dealers. Um, and, and dealers are losing up to 78% of this revenue for cars that are three to six years old. Like That's not that old. Uh, and dealers are losing up to 92% of this revenue for cars. As, as the life cycle of the vehicle continues to extend, and now it's over 12 years, again, these are statistics that everybody knows, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. There are probably 74 million vehicles out there that haven't been in the dealership in over 10 years. So... While, yes, it's something that we've thought about and known about for a long time, what I think is coming together is this convergence of having the right information and then having the technical tools to allow you to trust the technology to give you some direction on where to go to get inventory, how to communicate with the customer, and and do that in a way that the technology is doing it for you as opposed to having to retrain your people over and over again about maintaining their focus on customer pay. So I think that's really what's changed. It's not necessarily not necessarily the mindset of do we want customer pay. I think what's changing is the availability of tools to help you do that so that you don't have to have your people doing it all the time. Everybody, we're speaking today to Tim Harden. He is the global senior vice president of a company called Epicor. Uh, Tim, uh, you just described... Uh, that broader market um give us some of the factors that are driving its growth because here at the roundtable i think a lot of our folks early adopters are familiar with the fact that this is out there but you know give us a little of the insight behind it well i think some, some of it's just personal experience uh you know i i try to personalize these things because i think it's it there, there's one thing to talk about industry statistics and then what do you what do you examine in your life every day so we have children from 25 down to nine years old. Uh, and so when, when you have and kids and three of them are driving, so I can tell you from personal experience that the vehicles that are over 10 years old, I have personal experience with those. Uh, so I know those cars are getting older. Uh, but also, I think that just with the change in, in the marketplace, and I'm not necessarily talking about electronic vehicle, that will drive some of it. And, and, and certainly there's going to be pressure, whether it's regulatory or whatever the case may be to drive additional volume there. I think people are just holding onto their cars longer. And I think that, that part of that is, look, there's been, there's been price pressure in the marketplace. There's been inventory shortages in the marketplace. And so I think it's caused, and oh, by the way, there's been a pandemic over the last three years. I think all of those things have converged to change the mindset of the consumer to the point where they're like, I think I'll just wait for a moment and see what's happening. So when they do that, that's going to drive that age of the vehicle up. We're experiencing it in our household. 
Um, I, I think it's, I'm pretty confident that most of the people that have that kind of situation that are on this call experience that in their own life as well. And so I think that is really what's driving a, a lot of it. And by the way, there are global factors at play right now in the supply chain that are just creating some disruption. Uh, and so all of that creates some lag. And that means that there's an opportunity for dealers to take advantage of this uh, and, and not just drive up some profitability, but then as they own that customer experience beyond just the new vehicle uh, and they're, they're servicing all makes all models, uh, they'll own that customer for life. And owning that customer for life is super, super profitable. We're seeing, Tim, right now, um, and we're hearing about a lot of conversations with our dealers about uh, over the next several years, there'll be a declining units in operation over what because of what's happened the last several years. And uh, with what's changing in the market now, with interest rates rising these last 12 to 18 months, affordability, the average new car payment now, I think average payment on a vehicle over $700 uh, from what I'm seeing, some over $1,000. People, like you said, are keeping their cars longer. I think that bodes well for dealership fixed operations. Your thoughts on that? Well, for sure. I think it, it, it definitely bodes well for fixed operations. I think that the other thing that it does, and we, we're, we're seeing some of our, we're, we're getting a lot of interest at the, uh, what I would deem the high end of the market and uh, high end, not meaning that it's stratified like high is better than low. But what I mean by that is large dealer groups and organizations that have multiple points in a couple of areas. One is we're, we're seeing them focus on the, this area of, of owning the customer life cycle um, across the entire life cycle of the vehicle. But we're also seeing them get into mobility services. So I think a couple of things are going on here. One is uh, there is opportunity in the fixed ops area, but we're seeing that, that your ability to mobilize your organization and get to the consumer and ensure that mobility services are a big part of your future. We're seeing that the the data that we have available, parts catalog, the ability to uh, provide service estimates on site uh, with mobility services are are really key for some of the customers we're working with. So I think certainly it, it avails itself to the fixed operations area, but it also avails itself to organizations that are progressively thinking about going from the dealership out to the consumer to meet them where they are. You mentioned customer pay a little while ago. I would agree with you that uh, you know that's one of the great opportunities, and there's been a lack of consistent focus on that customer pay business, a lack of comprehensive product. Uh, there are some limitations with the DMS. Uh, I know you're very familiar with that retail space as well, and consumer perceptions as well. Um, how does Epicor help you know overcome some of these uh, barriers? Well, I think we we primarily focus on trying to ensure that we've got really good workflows in place that make it uh, try not to use over these overused words or uh, terms like seamless but you know we're working closely with our technology partners to make it as easy as possible for the dealers to ensure they get that right part to the right place and what does that look like um it's not unusual even in today's world where there's certainly a proliferation of technology across the entire dealership uh, both aftermarket and in in the franchise dealer space, but it's not unusual for um, for a dealer to have to pick the phone up and call a local parts uh, store. Uh, could be in the aftermarket, could be in uh, you know any pick any name you want in the aftermarket, and they have to pick up the phone and they have to make a call and see whether or not they have that particular part in inventory, or they have to get out of the application that they're currently in, go to a different application, or go out online 
and try and order the part in a different. So it, it breaks the workflow of what you're doing during the day. So what we're focused on is where are those friction points that we can eliminate it so that within the same application with our partners on the DMS side or with other applications that are operating within the franchise dealer space, how can we make sure that that information is is native within uh, the tools that they're using so that they don't have to pick up the phone, they can stay within their current workflow. So we're trying to make sure that we eliminate those technical friction points so that they can get to the information as quickly as possible. All right, last question. How can our audience learn more about Epicor, uh, how you can help them and perhaps even reach out to you? Well, certainly, uh, you know, my, my number is available uh, for anybody to text or call. Uh, we also, if you if you take a look at uh, epicor.com, we have a we have a, a number of different verticals that we serve. Automotive is called out there and you can go as deep as you want. Uh, and uh, we have a number of uh, employees uh, and, a, and a large field force in the field that are operating in many of the uh, um, individuals that we have on a call today already know Epicor and are familiar with us and we're operating within your organizations today. So I think that, um, you know, with each of those channels available, we certainly will make ourselves available to uh, to talk to any uh, client prospect or just individuals that are interested in learning more about Epicor. We look forward to talking. And Tim, if I if I may, uh, on behalf of the Fixed Ops Roundtable, um, we're very grateful to have you here today. I'd like to invite you back to our next event and uh, maybe even take this up a couple notches, okay? And, um, you know, hear a little bit more from some of our uh, dealers and our clients and, uh, you know, how Epicor has been able to help them and uh, some best practices that we could share with the group. And, um, you know, we'd be honored to have you back for that. That sounds great. I appreciate the time today. And look, we we know that with Epicor, we, while we've been in the business for uh, 50 years, uh, we understand that as we move into uh, some newer areas, uh, it's an introductory uh, organization for many of you uh, and an opportunity to get to know us. And I think that as you get to know what we do uh, at, at Epicor, we believe we can unlock a lot of value for our clients in the franchise theater space, and we look forward to doing that. Tim Martin, everybody, he's a great name in our business. Uh, you see down below Epicor.com, the URL scrolling. His email is scrolling there as well. There's a phone number you can reach out as well. Uh, we invite our audience to do that. We encourage them. And Tim, we're very honored to have you in. All right. Thank you, Ted. Everybody, Tim Parton from Epicor here today at the Fixed Ops Roundtable back at the 80s. Mm-hmm.